Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Dr. Peter Ridd joins us this morning and we talked with David Littleproud about just this um, laughable, laughable report that's come out and uh, it just keeps continues to amaze me how uh, people um, and come out with these huge statements and reports without any basis or science to it. Dr. Peter Ridd joins us this morning after the back of a new report recommends endangered listings of reef. Peter, good morning. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. When you read the... Courier Mail, and it says Tanya Plibersek's plan to save Great Barrier Reef from danger list, and she says it's being listed as in danger by the World Heritage Council, but there's a big reason why it may not work, and she singled out um, not only the agriculture sector but also the mining sector, and then we've seen this report, the spin is on in my opinion and uh, it's coming up to Christmas and they want to pull on the heartstrings and, and it doesn't matter what the truth is, we seem to now be all falling for the trap again. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, this this endangered listing comes at a time when the Great Barrier Reef, according to the Australian Institute of Marine Science, data has got record high coral. So, you know, you've got to wonder if... <laughs> How good does the reef have to be before, you know, it's not endangered? Do we have to have sort of like, you know, 300% uh, <laughs> coral cover on the, the reef uh, or some crazy number? Because, you know, we've got record height, never been higher, and it's endangered. It, it just beggars belief that this has happened. So can you tell me, how do we get such discrepancies in science? Can And, and can you explain that to me? Because that's, I think, the confusing part of all this that we all – there's not any of us in the world that don't want the Great Barrier Reef to be a product that, that remains forever. But coral does have a shelf life and you need to grow more coral and, and everybody understands that. But when you have one side who is there every day and they say it's fine and record numbers of coral and then you've got another side that believes that they are right saying it's endangered and we could lose it and we've lost it for our next generation, how do we get such discrepancies in it? We've got huge groupthink that's um, essentially controlling the vast majority of the scientific edifice. Uh, so it's not acting um, properly as a scientific organisation. It's started to act as a political advocacy organisation and with huge self-interest uh, for to ensure funding for the future. Scientists are people. They they will bully their, their mates. They will... Um, cover their their mistakes, they will enjoy their power, um, of which they have considerable power. I mean, we have these scientists now, not just talking about the reef, but now saying you can't even build any dams on the land because that will um, damage the reef. Now, I've got plenty of problems with certain individual dams. You know, you can make good arguments about not having some dams, but the idea that a dam will damage the reef is crazy, you know. I mean, they're saying that the mud from coming down the land is killing the reef, which it isn't. Well, a dam reduces that, so it should be better for the reef, according to their argument. But you can see here their power, you know. They can stop, uh, and they are going to stop, things happening on land hundreds of kilometres inland just by using the reef. So they're, they're having a great old time. Unelected, uh, powerful elites essentially dictating what the poor people will do. Yeah. So... Where to now? I mean, the concern is that we've gone too far down one road, and, and I mean this. I, I, I look, I want to see some interest and, and, and a media campaign 
you know, done, but I don't know how we go about it because people need to – no one's willing to go and take these on in a fight. This is the drama. We've got all these people that believe this, know it, and, Peter, you've spent enough your own money to last a lifetime doing this. You've fought them in every possible way, yet the political groups, the backing groups, which have got real – environmental policies around it that they are pushing their own agenda um, with governments, have an unlimited pot. They just do. It's, it's, it's a different world to you and I. So how do we start to change the narrative? Well, I think we've got to, you know, this, this data that's come out showing that, you know, the reef is in the best condition it's been. I mean, it goes through cycles, you know, cyclones crash the reef and it recovers, a bit like bushfires and that type of stuff, but to get the data out um, that, that we've got at the moment, showing that despite four supposedly devastating bleaching events in the last six years, which killed huge amounts of coral, you know, 93%, slow-growing species, we've still got record high coral. You know, this proves that they they either lied to us or utterly are utterly incompetent. And just getting that data out to people is almost impossible. The, the ABC won't ever talk to me. I know for a fact that they've put a black ban on talking to me about my views on the reef, so we can't get it through them. The rest of the legacy media won't talk about it. The only way we can get the facts out to the people is by paying for it ourselves through advertisement. I know that's even difficult on social media because the big, some of the big social media companies will um, blacklist you if you say some things, uh, and the reef probably is in that category. But the only way that we can get the, the message out is by paying for it. And, you know, we've got, say, the sugar industry, it's worth $2 billion a year or something. Why can't the sugar industry find a million dollars to educate people in the city, you know, young people who are being utterly indoctrinated by their teachers at the moment about the devastate, supposed devastation on the reef? Social media campaigns, billboards, you know, but you're not going to do it for nothing. It's going to cost. And... Big agricultural groups are going to have to stick their hand in their pockets. They generally won't because they're in the pocket of the, the government themselves. If that won't happen, then I'm afraid it's all over. Yeah, and that's the that's the real drama. That That is the real drama. Now, is there a, a crowdfunding war chest that's underway? With you know Look, to try I, and get to try and get people so we can try and get something out. I'm sort of floating about at the moment to do exactly that. And um, I've, on my Facebook, my Dr. Peter Ridd Facebook page, I've, it's the Dr. Peter Ridd one, not my, my personal one, which I don't use. I've floated about uh, asking for people to comment on whether there is interest. We need some big players, big farmers, um, big miners. Yeah, can they throw in uh, you know, a serious amount of money for the pot and then – to have another sort of crowdfunding thing where, uh, you know, little people can throw in a hundred bucks. You know, the average person who can't afford to put in 10,000 bucks, but there's a whole lot of big farmers in this state who are being affected who can afford to put in 10K. And, um, you know, is there interest? Um, then we can go on to a sort of a more broad-based campaign. If there is no interest, well, then we may as well give up and we actually don't deserve to, to, to win the battle, in my view. So yeah. I'm th- floating that boat on my Dr. Peter Facebook page. People can contact me there if they want to. Yeah, I uh, really appreciate uh, everything that you've done for us on this show. We uh, are just in disbelief about this and uh, we appreciate everything you're doing. Have a great Christmas. We'll talk to you in the new year, Peter, um, and keep the fight up. We're all behind you and we are going to make sure that we see some change 
as, mu- as best we can. Thanks so much, Dr. Peter Reed. No uh, we'll take a break. Come back. Rural Queensland today.